This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Now, I know our listeners in Hamilton, Ontario, are used to seeing celebrities all over the place. You had our buddy Dylan, who works with the Thai Cats and the Bulldogs, sending us pictures of him and Richard Gere, for heaven's sakes, <laughs> a couple months ago. But London, Ontario, not as used to big film productions being in town. Um, but over the weekend, there was some celebrity sightings in London including Greg Kinnear. Mm-hmm. You know Greg Kinnear as good as it gets? Is that was it? Because I was trying to think. I, I know him from that one movie where he plays the conjoined twins. It's him, <laughs> oh, yeah. and I'm trying to remember who the <laughs> other guy is. Damon. Oh, my God, that movie. Stuck on you. Stuck on Stuck you. On I can't you. believe that was a movie. But uh... <laughs> Oh, he's also in Little Miss Sunshine, I think, too. He's great. You're not disappointed when you you see Greg Kinnear pop up in a movie. You uh-huh. know it's going to be a nice uh, nice production, and um, it's a good sign for for what they're shooting in London, a baseball movie in Labatt Park. Cool. Uh, the movie is called You Gotta Believe. It's based on the true story of the 2002 West Side Little League uh, team. So this this team from Fort Worth, Texas. One of the dads uh, of of one of the players passed away, and they dedicated the season to him. Went on to make the World Series of Little League Baseball. This is based on a true story. Yeah, yeah. Was this that tiny town that went went like real deep, or is this another? This was this was two thousand two. Okay, no, never mind then. Is when this one happened. I thought it was that tiny, tiny town of like eighteen hundred people that made it real deep in the uh, in the little league championships. But that was probably three or four years ago. But that's still cool storyline. Luke Wilson is also in this movie. He was spotted in London, Ontario, over the weekend. Nice. Another one of those guys. When Luke Wilson pops up in a movie, I'm like, this is probably a pretty good movie. Sure, yeah. Idiocracy. Unbelievable. <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> you can tell Jim leans towards the comedies. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Stuck on you with Greg Kinnear and Idiocracy with <laughs> Luke Two Wilson. Two classics. Great double bill. <laughs> and uh, you've got uh, Ham from The Sandlot in the, this the movie as well. The ginger guy? Yes. Oh, man. The kid What's he with, been up to? The kid with the striped shirt. Apparently, he's just, uh, whenever there's a baseball movie being made, <laughs> he's he's on call. He's got a little pager on his belt. Sure. We need you. My time to shine, Get baby. in here, Ham. Patrick Renna is his name. Molly Parker, who you would recognize. She's a very talented actress. It's, it's a big deal. And... Uh, and London, Ontario should be excited that they have uh, they have a nice little production going over at Labatt Park. If you're wondering what all the hubbub is, mm-hmm. walking by there. One of the oldest baseball diamonds in the world, Jim. The oldest one in North America. From what we hear. So they say. His taste in beer is refined. I bought uh, six Bush Light, six Bud Light, and I love them, tall boys. His advice, world class. You will have like uh, four beer. He knows his limits. I mean, I'll have six. His logic. Can I have uh, two liters of pop? Is unquestionable. Can I have two liters of pop? A man of science. What's more healthy, four beers or two liters of Coca-Cola? Do the math. This is the adventures of the two-liter pop guy. (laughs) Yeah, Dino the two-liter pop guy teamed up with the Hamilton Tiger Cats and... He produced some videos that were posted online promoting the uh, the cheap beers they do at home games for the Ticats fans. 
and they were running at Tim Hortons Field before the game started. Let's get Dino on the line here, <laughs> have him comment on how this all came together. From what I hear, in Hamilton, the hammer, the pregame, can get insane at $5 a beer. Are you nuts? Let's rock this. Yellow. Dino. This is me talking. Is that you listening? <laughs> it's Taz and Jim. We're on, the, we're on the radio, okay? Yeah. Um, Love the video with the Thai Cats. Was that a dream come true? That was Hamilton, I tell you one thing, they know how to party. <laughs> now, when we first talked to you, Dino, after your CHCH uh, TV interview outside the beer store went viral, you had you had mentioned that your dream is to sing the national anthem at yeah. a Thai Cats game. They didn't. Yeah, no, that was out of the question. <laughs> <laughs> Not that out of the question. <laughs> I mean, either way, you're an ambassador at this point. Oh, man, I'm telling you, the minute I got out of my car in Hamilton, it was like crazy. Cars going by, honking. Everyone knew of all the taglines. They were screaming, do the mess. You can't handle the tooth. Uh, I swear I could not buy a drink if my life depended on it. <laughs> I was, they were lined up. It's a good time to be Dino. <laughs> I went down there. They gave me a nice swag bag, got a whole bunch of stuff. Shot the videos. The videos came out funny. People loved them. So, yeah, it's uh, I'll tell you, man, Hamilton, you guys rock. <laughs> that is for sure. Disappointing, though, Dino. Uh, Ticat's not off to a good start. Are you still well, optimistic? Well, let's see if they invite me to the next game. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the Dino curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I had nothing to do with the first two. <laughs> so how's it, how you, how you, what else is new? Dino, you got anything on the horizon? I mean, the, your star keeps rising. What else is going on? You know what I want? Can I leave a message on here for TikTok? Sure. Okay, because okay, uh, this, is, this is really crazy, okay? I'm just, I'm just putting one right now on the, on the internet for them. Because there's this girl on TikTok that posted this video, like a stitch, right? Yep. Of me comparing me to Little Critter. Yes, you do look like Little Critter, the children's book character. Yeah, that's what people say. Same haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same vibe. <laughs> she posts this, this video. Within days, it gets 3 million views. And then they cancel it for uh, harassment and bullying. So TikTok, if you're listening, I wasn't harassed. I wasn't bullied. I wasn't offended. <laughs> Oh, they thought they thought she was hurting your feelings by comparing you to Little Critter. No, 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 Dino, Dino. They were worried you were offending Little Critter by being compared to you. <laughs> yeah, poor Little Critter. Yeah, hasn't he been through enough? <laughs> oh, that's what it is. That's little what it was. Critter. Little Critter needs to give the permission to TikTok to put that video back up. <laughs> okay, Dino. Well, I, we love the uh, the videos at the Tie Cats game on Friday, and stay in touch. Okay, okay, brother. Rock and roll, guys. <laughs> I remember, folks, the $5 specials are on the concourse. Get out there, $5 beers, rock and roll, get ready for the game, and you can't handle the Tiger Tooth. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Controversy in the world of baseball. 
There's a team in Macon, Georgia, collegiate team. They call themselves the Macon Bacon. <laughs> Their mascot is a seven-foot slice of bacon named Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bacon? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it, it, yeah, listen, it rhymes. <laughs> and a lot of people love bacon. Mm-hmm. Who could be upset by this? Well, I I first, when I saw the headline, I thought this was going to be a PETA thing, but it's not. It's the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. They say bacon increases cancer risk, and they're asking the team to change its name to something that's healthier. Like something like the Brewers or something. <laughs> no, the Brewers is not a list. I think they want Macon Kale. Yeah. <laughs> the Macon Salads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, president of Macon Bacon says they're very surprised to hear the criticism. Most people have been very positive and that uh, there's no way they're changing the name of the team. Quote, the Macon Bacon do not view ourselves as a glorification, as an unhealthy lifestyle. We pride ourselves in being a fun-natured organization focus- focused on bringing families and communities together. They do serve a lot of bacon at the stadium, but they all also offer plant-based options. Okay. We will not consider a name change ever. Yeah, good. I mean, you don't go to a baseball game to be healthy, like unless you're playing. Like you're drinking beers, right. you're getting Cracker Jacks. Have you ever been popcorn. to a concession stand at any stadium? Yeah. Isn't the big thing the wildest hot dog you can buy? <laughs> we all know what hot hot dogs are way worse than bacon. Some might argue. Uh, I think most would. <laughs> this reminds me of the uh, the London Ontario baseball team that. Had to change its its name, mm-hmm. the uh, the Rippers, right? The London, London Rippers. Rippers. Yeah. Now that I can understand a little bit more because the complaint was the team was named after a serial killer who murdered prostitutes. Sure, sure. And the logo was a creepy it guy was in a top Jack hat. the Ripper. Right? <laughs> yeah, it was clearly Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I think the team would would have been fine if they didn't have Jack the Ripper as their mascot and logo. Yeah, because like a rip down the middle is just like a line yeah. drive. Yeah, it have like a cool. muscular guy. Yeah, yeah, like, like a, a ripped dude hitting yeah. a baseball, or like a baseball with the seams coming off. You yeah, know, the rippers. The ball yeah. rips open. Yeah, yeah, that was a bit of a oversight, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> they should have made the mascot bacon. Yeah. It would have been less controversial. But literally, this this town is M A C O N. It's yes. almost spelt like bacon. Macon bacon. Yes, it it's, has to it's happen. It's a fun name yeah. and again, they are not changing it even though the physicians committee for responsible medicine wants them to. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Mori Povich, what took so long? Mori <laughs> Povich Truly. is launching his own paternity test company. Uh, Strike while the iron's hot, they say. He says, quote, I've been around paternity testing for more than 20 years, so I know exactly what's going on and how we can help those people who are looking for fathers and fathers who are looking for children. Fathers who don't think they're fathers and fathers who think they're fathers. I've seen firsthand how DNA testing can change lives and bring families together. We're making it easier and more affordable than ever before. You are not the. Yeah! 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 <laughs> always the crazy. Always seem to be a much bigger celebration than you are the father. Yeah! <laughs> I, I love that. He looks nothing like me when they put the picture of the kid up and the guy. It's a baby. Oh, that, that kid looks nothing like me, especially when it looks exactly like him. Oh, Mori Povich's paternity test company is called 
The results are in. Okay, not bad. I was expecting it to be, you are not the father, because that's so identifiable, but then sometimes you are. You are the father, yeah, right? Yeah. So that's... So, uh, you are the father! <laughs> <laughs> Maury. Oh, man. I had to Google to see if that show is still on, and it ran until September 8th, 2022. Maury is 84. That wow. show was on for so long. And it used to be kind of serious. Like I, I used to. They I, all started kind of serious, yeah. you know. And then they but this find one especially. Then they find their little niche. Yeah. And, Trash. Yeah. And like like Springer, you know, they all start off with the best intentions. Yeah. And then they find that trashy little uh, little niche, and they they run with it. Yeah. And it's just for Maury, it was definitely the paternity test. Yeah. It's just funny. I don't even know if my my parents or my babysitters knew what I was watching when I was a kid, but I'd be six <laughs> years old, seven years old, watching Maury and uh, Springer. You are not. The- <laughs> <laughs> This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We got an email here from one of our listeners who had a missed connection over the weekend. I love this stuff, we and we love helping out. So here we go. Um, the message reads, Good morning, Taz and Jim. I'm a huge fan of your show, and I listen every morning. I recently won tickets from you guys to the Blue Water Border Fest to see the Friday night show. I almost didn't go to the show, but a couple buddies who were coming with me convinced me that I needed and deserved a night out. So I decided to go. (laughs) I feel like I'm reading a Casey Kasem long-distance dedication here. (laughs) So I decided to go. I had just celebrated three months of sobriety the week before. Attaboy. My newfound sobriety led me to the Corona Sunbrew tent, where they were giving away free non-alcoholic Coronas. After a couple trips to the tent, I began some conversations with a nice lady. At one of my darkest times in life, she showed me so much support. It takes an amazing woman to do that to a complete stranger. By the time my buddies convinced me to go back over and get her number and offer to take her out for coffee or dinner, she was gone. I spent my entire weekend thinking I had missed an opportunity to make a new friend. So I decided to make the bold move, and I hope it doesn't come off as creepy. <laughs> I was wondering if there was any ways, Taz and Jim, you guys could tell the story on your show, and hopefully she's listening. If she calls you, you can tell her I'm the bald man with the big red beard. Hmm. That should help her remember who I am. Casey, could you please play? <laughs> As Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So I'm taking a shot. a boy. All right. Well, if there was a connection, you'd never know. I, I just I yeah. feel scared sometimes because I've seen this scenario play out a few times. And I'm not saying this is the scenario, but sometimes the promo people, their job is to make you feel good. Okay. So sometimes they're like overly nice and then they can make you feel like there's a connection when it's just kind of their job to be nice and friendly to you. Yeah, like if you're you're at a restaurant, if you're at an event and people working in hospitality, that's... Yeah, that's what they do. They're hospitable. Yeah, yeah. And the the good ones at their job make you feel special. So I'm not saying that's happening here. I'm just, I just don't want to get your hopes up here because that could have happened. Uh huh. But if it didn't happen that way and she was feeling your vibe, you never know. If there was a true connection, if you're that lady 
Give us a call, 1-833-829-6546. That's 1-833-TAZ-JIM. We just read a letter that we got from one of our listeners. Uh, It was at uh, Borderfest in Sarnia over the weekend. Must have been the Arkell show. Friday night. No, that's uh, coming up. That's Revelry. That's next month. Oh, my mistake. Friday night was City in Color and the Sheepdogs which is a good lineup. But we got a message from one of our listeners here saying that he uh, was in a uh, the Corona Sunbrew tent where they were giving away free non-alcoholic Coronas, and he felt like he had a real connection with the woman who was serving him. So if she's listening, phone line's open. If you remember the bald guy with the big red beard, call us or text us. Even if you call or text and let us know it's not happening, at least then he can stop thinking about it. We did get one text message here. I got excited for a second. Mm -hmm. I was like, notification, new message. This could be her. (laughs) But it says, Taz and Jim, as a former server slash bartender, you can let that guy know the lady in the beer tent was 99.9% most likely just doing her job. I can't count the number of times I had customers mistake my professionalism for something else. Good for the lady, though. She's obviously good at her job. Yeah. I mean, can you blame a guy though either? You know what I mean? Like yeah. and I'm not and we're not saying that's what happened here, but you know, it's uh it's understandable if you're having a connection with somebody, they're smiling at you, laughing at your jokes, why wouldn't you think uh things could go somewhere? Hey, I, I gotta I gotta go back to the line in his letter here. He said, I hope this doesn't come off as creepy. There is uh it's a tightrope. The line between In the dating world. The line between creepy and romantic. You see any uh, like rom-com movie and some of the stuff in there could be considered very creepy. Romantic gestures, mm-hmm. if they're unwanted, are creepy. But yeah. if you get rejected, you're rejected. Move on, get on with your life. Yeah, yeah. Like if a girl's not into you and you show up with a limo, roses, and a three-piece string band... It's creepy because she's not into you. But, but if, you show, if she's if you, into you, yeah. But if you throw rocks super at her window romantic. at two in the morning, if you throw from rocks, the bushes, that could be construed as creepy or romantic, yeah, depending if she's on into you. Exactly. depending on the situation. So uh, worth a shot here uh, to our listener. Uh, phones aren't ringing off the hook, though. I'll tell you that right now. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Uh, we missed something on the weekend here, and we want to make sure we we get to this because this is uh, this is a uh, you know an, an honor for us to be mentioned and to be a part of somebody's life to the point where when they pass, the radio station one of the stations we're on gets mentioned in the obituary jam. Yeah, there's a guy named Charles. Uh, I I'm not sure how to. Sp- pronounce his last name Romilly I want to say Romel uh Charles everybody calls him Chuck anyway Chuck Romilly um he had a celebration of life on Saturday and he was an avid FM 96 listener which is the station we were on in London in fact he was uh, had his obituary posted on the Strathroy funeral home Facebook page and on it, it says Chuck was always listening to rock music he always had FM 96 on the radio, Chuck was always teasing and making jokes. He had the ability to make his family and friends smile and laugh. And it goes on to describe just how good of a guy Chuck was. So I wish we could have got a, a shout out uh, during the celebration of life on Saturday because they think they had FM 96 on the entire day. Playing? Yeah. Oh, man. 
So we were out of town, and on the weekends, we didn't look at the the uh, f- the Facebook page for the radio station. If we would have, we absolutely would have got a, uh, a shout-out there. Yeah, shout-out to Chuck now. Condolences to Chuck's friends and family. Mm-hmm. And rest in peace, Chuck. We were happy to be a part of your routine, man. That's an honor. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim, last week, like most people, we were following the Ocean Gate submersible uh, saga, this this little private submarine that was going down to tour the Titanic with five people aboard, went missing. There was hope that the uh, passengers would be found alive. Not the case. They located a wreckage field near the Titanic and confirmed that it was indeed the sub that had imploded most likely uh, shortly after it submerged on Sunday, a week ago this past Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the search cost a lot of money. Uh, Some people are angry because there was a noise that was uh, picked up on Sunday that they now assume was the implosion. So they are wondering why all that cash and resources went to... Uh, searching for these guys, even though they're already gone. I'm sure if it was your family on there, though, you would have wanted uh, that search to happen. Certainly. However, you know, devil's advocate, when there's a billionaire involved, maybe he should be paying for the search efforts. (laughs) You know? The RCMP is going to investigate the deaths aboard the Titan sub. Also, the Transportation Safety Board is doing an investigation, doing a review on this as well. <laughs> it uh, It's a tragedy for sure, but at the same time, it's like the way that thing was put together and for what they were paying to go in there, I, I don't know, man. It had gone down and come back up before, so... Well, it's a tragedy, but it's a preventable tragedy. Yeah. And, and the guy, uh, you know, just the more details that are coming out about this entrepreneur who invented the sub and designed it and everything he was waving off regulations willy-nilly and talking trash about regulations in the aviation. Willing to take some risks. Yeah, and he was talking about the aviation industry and the submarine industry saying ah, it's over-regulated. Well maybe not. Yeah, I uh I guess people need to fail. Like when you're exploring you only hear about the people who succeed right? But well, how many planes crashed before the Wright brothers? Planes crashing, uh, discovering uh, the oceans, yeah. you know, taking a boat across the ocean. I'm sure a lot of boats went down, yeah. but we remember Christopher Columbus. Well, it's one thing when you're a pioneer and you're doing it and you're putting your own life on the line. It's another thing when you're taking tourists with you. That's when you're crossing a line. James Cameron's already been down there, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Been NBD. there, done that. Yeah. Speaking of James Cameron, because of the Ocean Gate... Story streams of Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On spiked last week. <laughs> Shot up. People were listening to this song, maybe waiting to hear some good news that never came. Mm-hmm. Great tune. Really, the best case scenario for the CEO who was in that sub is the way things went because how angry would everyone in that sub have been at him if they were slowly just sitting there? Losing oxygen, waiting to die for five days. 
You th- if they would have rescued them and brought them back to the surface, is that what you're saying? No, <laughs> if you're the five days of them, if they were trapped in there losing oxygen, and you've got the guy who built the sub in there with oh, you, yeah, yeah, and he has doomed you all to a uh, a tomb at mm-hmm. the bottom of the ocean. It would have been super awkward, to say the least. Would have been singing Celine Dion in there. (laughs) Uh, One more thing. You had that uh, billionaire, Hamish Harding, and his stepson last week was getting some heat for his posts on social media while his stepfather was missing. Well, there's more here. Remember he posted asking an OnlyFans influencer to sit on him? Yeah. Uh, he also went to a Blink-182 concert uh, while his dad was missing, and he got some grief online over that. Well, apparently, Travis Barker from Blink-182 reached out to this guy, his kid uh, named Brian Zaz. He, he got sent a message, and he's posted the message on social media. I keep it to you. Okay. Wait, I'll wait till I hear the message. The Travis says, praying for you and your family, prayer emoji, and the stepson responds, thank you, and then adds, I'll be at the San Diego show tonight. Got any backstage <laughs> passes yeah, exactly. for me? You know he's fishing. <laughs> it's, it's, this guy's shameless. It, it really looks like he was trying to meet the band there. Let's go with sports here. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, joins us. Dev, NBA draft last week. What did the Raptors end up doing? Raptors ended up going with Grady Dick, a a small forward uh, shooting guard from the University of Kansas. Uh, Grady Dick was viewed as the top three-point shooter in the draft. One of the big holes for the Raptors last year was shooting, so this fills an obvious need. He is a guy that can you know, be good on defense. He's active in terms of steals, but the Raptors got him to be a shooter, and that's what he'll be asked to do. Grady Dick? Grady Dick. He's a, he's a guy that has personality to match the name, so when he was sitting in the audience... He had a red bedazzled uh, suit on. Uh-huh. Uh, he was the loudest guy by far. In, <laughs> That's the worst the suit I've ever seen. <laughs> it looks like it looks like the Wizard of Oz uh, Ruby shoes. He picked it because of that because he's from Kansas, so he's not in Kansas anymore. Oh wow, this guy! I don't know. You made the connection, Jim. So maybe the suit is great, but it's also terrible. I meant that as an insult. <laughs> he. I, with a name like Dick, I think yeah. he's got to he's got to be he's got to lean into it. He's he's going to have fun. How do you spell the last name? Just like you think. Just okay. like you want it. Okay. <laughs> they are the Raptors are going to sell a lot of Dick jerseys. <laughs> well, he's like six eight, so he's uh, he's a big That's one. A big <laughs> <laughs> he's a big one. <laughs> Long but not wide. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He is skinny. He's, uh, I mean, he's an interesting, he's got lots of personality. He was at the Blue Jays game over the weekend. He's, he's, he's diving into being in Canada. I think he's going to be a fan favorite. He's not a guy that's going to like be kind of shy, not going to be someone who's going to want to talk. I think fans are really going to like this dick. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We found out that Pat Sajak is leaving Wheel of Fortune. Time to retire. Mm-hmm. Time to hang him up. Vanna White. Wants to stick around, but she wants a raise, Jim. Okay. Hmm. How much would you guess Vanna White is making per year to turn the letters on Wheel of Fortune? She's been there for a while. 
I'm going to say, I don't know, 10 mil. Oh, that would be nice, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Good work if you can get it. If it was 10 mil, it's not 10 mil. That's too high. Lower. Five mil. Lower. Two mil. Higher. Three mil. Yes. Oh. $3 million That's also not a bad. year, according to a source currently. Um, but she says she wants more money because Pat Sajak was making five times what Vanna White makes. So he's doing 15 schmill. He is doing five times more work, almost. You think he's so? Doing a lot more work. She really just touches the letter and they spin around. Well, uh, some argue that Vanna White spends the same time on set as Pat Sajak, more actually due to hair, makeup, and wardrobe obligations. She does way more publicity for the show than Pat Sajak. She's part of the show's look, feel, and appeal. Her enthusiasm. And silly button segments with Sajak at the end of each ep- episode are fan favorites. <laughs> the silly button, that's what they call silly it. Silly button, we're little like, hey, silly. Hey, how you doing? Good. Oh, yeah. Well, see you later. <laughs> Those silly buttons. Yeah, the silly button yeah. at the end. Of the, we no, should, Sajak we should start to... doing silly button segments at the end of the show. Yeah, just to wrap her up. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh, no, she is vital, obviously. She's an icon. And when you think Pat Sajak, you think Vanna White. But Sajak is doing a little bit more work. But if she's if she's doing the same amount, then she should she could host it. He retires. How about she goes up and hosts, and they get some hunk to like <laughs> flip the letters around or whatever. Just some shirtless stud in a bow tie. Sure, or get Pat Sajak to do style. it for one year. <laughs> see how he see likes what it. It's like, how do you like yeah. it, Pat? Yeah, I guess. We'll see at the fun button. Get some male hunk out there, and Vanna White could host. Mm-hmm. How old's Vanna White? She's got to be getting up there too. How many more years does? I think but she's again, pretty sweet gig. Yeah, she looks great. She doesn't have to. Uh, I mean, at this point, you know, you're, you get used to a job after like five years. Then you're like, uh, at that point, it's like a. I don't even know, like you yeah. know, like the back of your hand. She like she's been doing it for forty years. Like that, every time it she goes in, it seems like that job would be pretty easy to get used to. Yeah, the, yeah. the thing lights up. You go over. She doesn't even have to physically turn the yeah. letters anymore, like she did at the start of her career. She just has to go over and touch it. Yeah, because I don't. Because yeah, now she doesn't even have to. Because when they, when she had to spin the letters around, they didn't light up. So she probably had to look at like a monitor to figure out which one to turn. It was her a lot harder got, back then. Her job's got easier yeah. over the years. She's sixty six. So uh, how many years does Vanna White have left on the show? Another four, maybe five. Yeah, and she is an icon. And I think she, I hope she sticks around for as long as possible after Pat Sajak is gone. But it is one of those things, too, when you start making a fuss at work for more money, they start realizing they don't really need you after all. <laughs> they go, wait a second. These these screens, they turn on themselves now. <laughs> Do we really need Vanna if Sajak's gone? Like, just yeah. you got to be careful.